It's looking big on mine. I'm very impressed, Paul, yeah. with the physical size of your waveform. There's much amplitude there. Yeah, that's about the biggest it's looked for a while since we've done this thing. Yeah, lots of depth. Excellent. Anyway, how are you tonight, sister? Going pretty good. Yeah. Pretty successful day. Got some work done finally. Yay. You had a pretty busy day too, though, right? Oh, every day is busy at the moment. It's insane. Did you sell any sheds today, Paul? I did. I did, because apparently that's what I do. That is what you do. Yeah. Mm. Apparently you're very good at it. I am. I'm the best, it's a matter of fact. Better than all the rest. Simply the best. Better than anyone. <laughs> anyone you've ever met. So it feels like forever since we did this now, doesn't it? Having the week off and then the interview with Satan last week. Yeah, it's been a couple of weeks since we've read the Book of Mormon and I think I'm raring to go. Do you want to get your Isaiah on with us? Ah, uh, I so do. We've got to get through this fucking Isaiah bullshit as quickly I as possible. <laughs> as you thought about Isaiah today, Paul, what was going through your mind? What emotions surfaced? I don't know. I never thought about calling in sick to my own podcast, but every time <laughs> I see it's Isaiah, I'm like, no. As we've established, this book is fucking boring at the best of times. Oh, totally. Throw in Isaiah, and even the most hardcore Mormons struggle to get through this bullshit. That is the truth, Paul. Yes. The cold, very hard, very turgid truth. Ooh, so hard, so hard. We should probably say hi to our legions of fans around the world. So many fans. Hello, brothers and sisters. Good to have your company. I'm Brother Paul, and that is Sister Patience, everyone. Colob's finest. You talk about me like I'm a wine or something, Paul. Oh, yeah, yeah. You find wine, you get better with age and podcasts. Or is it just that you get more used to me with age? Something like that. Something, something like, like that. that. Yeah. Um. Uh, so anyway, everyone at home, we had a week off, and then last week we spoke to Satan. It's good to be back. <laughs> we needed a bit of a breather, but we're back on board. Episode 45. Yeah. We're nearly at the half century, people. I know. We've been doing this a while, haven't we? I know, I know. And we're still only 20 chapters into the second goddamn book. I know I've learned a lot of things along the way and it's not just in how to do a podcast. Socially, mm. life. Yeah. You wouldn't think that doing a podcast would teach you so much stuff. So, mm. have you learned anything doing this podcast? No, but I never learned anything ever. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I've just, looking at this whole book again with open eyes yeah. and just seeing it for what it really is, I'm just like, what the fuck, man? How did I even <laughs> remotely pretend to be into this? I mean, I don't know if I was ever 100% sold anyway. Really? I always did have doubts, no matter how much I tried to deny it. Yeah. Now looking back, I'm like, man, why did I even fight to try to believe this bullshit? <laughs> this is just ridiculous. Ridiculous. When you would have doubts, would you feel guilty for having those doubts? Oh, yeah. Yeah, you're not allowed to doubt. Yeah. As the church says, doubt your doubts before <laughs> you doubt the church. They try to teach you that doubt is a negative thing and a bad thing. Mm. You're meant to be strong and steadfast and not question. But doubt is actually a good thing. Yeah. Because no matter what it is in life, if we have doubt, that causes us to question mm -hmm. and that causes us to find the right answers. And, of course, religion in general and especially Mormonism, they don't want you to know the answers to your questions, people. No. So anyway, speaking of answers to questions, I found something very interesting. Yeah. The difference between how scientists see archaeological discoveries and how Christians see archaeological discoveries. Oh, okay. yes. <laughs> I wanted to try to come in with something kind of 
informative and interesting to start our conversation tonight. Oh, I appreciate that. Did you see something recently? They thought they found the home of Jesus from his childhood. Oh, did they? <laughs> yeah, all it was was they found a house that was 2,000 odd years old that had very nice interior design. Oh, did it? <laughs> and the Christians were all like, oh, it was clearly built by a carpenter, i.e. Oh. Joseph. So this must have been the home of Jesus because, you know, a cup. No, it was just a house that somebody decorated the walls and shit. It has nothing to do with Jesus. Like it says Joseph was a carpenter, but it yeah. doesn't say he was a good carpenter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, however, kudos to Joseph. You know, <laughs> there he is. He knows his stepson is the son of God and is going to redeem all mankind. Hmm. But he still wanted to teach him the family trade just in case. You know, it's like the backup plan. Jesus, <laughs> yeah. just in case you don't do well at this saving man kind thing. Um, you can always fall back on carpentry. You know, I made a decent living. I got this nice house. You're all good. It's a bit rude, though, to teach him the very trade that's going to be used to kill him later. I know. <laughs> bitter ironies in literature, okay? The carpenter <sighs> boy died being nailed to a piece of wood. Oh. It's never been lost on me. But anyway, back to Isaiah. If you Google was Isaiah real, the first like 20 <laughs> links are all like Christianity links. Like Christians proving archaeology and, you know, scientific evidence for the Bible and whatever it's basically they just grab onto any tiny little thing they can find to say there you go it's real ah uh, it's so real Paul so it took me a while before I found an actual objective page to it and I found this on live science in 2018 some scientists found a seal that someone had pressed that had the name Isaiah onto it they think is about 2700 years old oh. and so because they found this seal with the name Isaiah from it that was over 2000 years old <laughs> it must be him <laughs> be the guy. <laughs> it has to be. Because there was obviously only one person called Isaiah 2,000 odd years ago. And incidentally, his Hebrew name, Yeshiyahu, is Isaiah in Hebrew. Yeshiyahu. Yeshiyahu. That sounds very close to like Yeshua or yeah, something. Yeah, yeah. And of course, Yeshua was Jesus's Hebrew name, mm. which is actually translated to Joshua. I still have no idea where the fuck Jesus came from. <laughs> Because he was Joshua. Yeah, so basically they found this seal that had the name Isaiah on it and Christian scholars have been all over it. Oh, it's historical evidence of Isaiah. <laughs> he lived. He was real. It's, no, there was just some dude called Isaiah 2,000 years ago. There was probably thousands of them at the time. Cool your tits, Christians. The inscription was damaged. There's just a few words they see on this inscription. One of them is Isaiah. And of course, yeah, they're all creaming their pants at the thought of it. They can't possibly <laughs> consider the idea that it could be another Isaiah or, you know, it's just a seal. Who knows? But anyway, there is your emphatical evidence that Isaiah is real. Don't you dare question Isaiah again, Sister Patience, okay? I'm sorry, Paul. Can you hear me? I was sharing an in-depth thought on Isaiah and suddenly you just weren't there. I'm sorry, Paul. I think the internet fucked us over. Do you even exist or do I need to wait 2,000 years to find a scroll with your name on it to know for sure? I might exist. Can you predict what I'm going to do next? That's another thing. I don't have all the answers, Paul. Do any of us really exist? <laughs> I think I'm humaning very well this week. Are you? Are you? Maybe I'm not. Maybe it's just the way I'm mythologizing myself. What about this week? makes you think that you've humaned well? Oh, I don't know. I'm not being horrible. <laughs> Go you! You're right. That should be a given, shouldn't it? Yeah, yeah. I should put that as my baseline. Yeah, not being horrible should be like the default status. Oh, uh, I'm sorry, Paul. 
Sometimes I'm not very nice to be around. Mm. And it's not because I hate people, although sometimes I do. Yeah, you hate people. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I do. Let's not beat around the bush here. We know where it's at. <laughs> but just because I'm confrontive, if that's a word, mm. just because I'm abrupt with someone doesn't mean I don't like them. Confrontative? Confrontative? Confronting. That's probably the word we're looking for. Ah, confronting. confronting. That sounds a lot more simple. Uh-huh. Yeah. Although we made a new word and maybe suggested for the episode title, confrontative. Confrontative. I like there that. You go, there you we'll go. stick it on Urban Dictionary or some shit. It's not just confrontive, it's confrontative. It's a lot more confronting. It's a lot more frontal, Paul. It is. A lot more confrontal. <laughs> okay. I'll give you a full frontal. Let me just stand up. Okay. Okay. There we go. <laughs> All I saw was the bottom of your shirt. But anyway. Um. Oh, yeah, this is an extra short shirt. Oh, there you go. There's midriff there. Nice. I put away all of my smaller shirts last night (laughs) with the goal of in a couple of months I want to be able to put them all back on again and put the big shirts away. I like it, Paul. Mm. I love the health kick that you're on and I think it's really great that you've given up alcohol. Yeah, it's working. It's not a sin, but it's just not good for you. Just the odd one every now and then, like when I'm podcasting. (laughs) What are you drinking tonight? I did actually indulge in a beer tonight. Oh, Paul, you broke your two-week streak. I know, but it's That's just one. That's not good. It's just one beer just for tonight. You just couldn't handle Isaiah in your right mind, could you? No, I don't know how you do it. Little Beast never been intoxicated in your life. Well, Paul, have you noticed how fucking crazy I've been the past few months? Well, maybe alcohol will help calm you the fuck down. Maybe Isaiah has something to do with that. Maybe we need to get you drunk or high or something in order for you to like normalize. Dr. Paul is in. That's it. I am the doctor and I am full of handy advice for you all. Thanks, Dr. Paul. Or is it Nurse Paul? Mm, depends on the time of day. Depends on the context, doesn't it? Mm, That's hello, right. nurse. I'll be your sexy nurse, Paul. Oh, there you go. There you go. Do you have to find an outfit? We have been delaying the inevitable. Yeah, we have. We have a very boring book to read (laughs) and we have to try to find some humour in it. Even the dog's looking out the window. Even Jedi's like, no, I'm out. I'm just going to sit here. He's going to use the force. All right, so where are we up to? Now, we are in 2nd Nephi chapter 20, aren't we? We are. Which, for those playing the home game, is compare... Play <laughs> Isaiah 10. That's right. Yes. So shall we get about plagiarizing Isaiah 10? Yeah, it's funny. My mum did listen to our interview with Sue Ann. Ah, yeah. What did she think? Well, she complimented me on how good I am at hosting a show and interviewing and that sort of stuff. <laughs> and she said to me, Paul, you should have your own radio show. And I was like, what the fuck do you think I'm doing with the podcast? <laughs> this is my own co-hosted show. You know, that's the whole point. I don't know if you know, but... But I actually put a lot of time into how the tone of your voice sounds. It's actually quite important to me. Oh, really? Okay. I actually spend a lot more time on your voice than I do on my own. Oh, really? Yeah. Your voice has some interesting challenges too. Mm-hmm. And when I get it just right, it sounds really great. Is that because it's so manly and masculine? That's right. Yeah, it's so yeah. full of testosterone that that yeah, tinny microphone yeah. on your webcam just really can't hack uh, it. 
I know, I know. And, yeah. and all of the ladies listening at home, the moment they hear it, get a little bit moist in the nether regions. And we got to scale the voice back <laughs> so there's not too much panty leakage during the show. I might get a bit too sidetracked, Paul. Uh-huh, okay. To all of our Patreons, thank you always. And uh, give us your money. We love you. We're grateful for it. <laughs> and uh, send us your moist panties. <laughs> Send them to Paul, don't send them to me. No, send them to Sister Patience Care of <laughs> Book of Boredom at <laughs> Salt Lake that. City, Utah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, send them to head office of LDS. Yeah, yeah, that'll work. Oh, Paul, 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 I had this really great idea. Okay. I know this is a sidetrack, but what if we made a role-playing game where you start by creating a character by filling out your patriarchal blessing, like Ooh. I set up on our website for the patriarchal blessing. Well, I, I like that. I saw that. That was good. And then you proceed to leave the church doing as many blasphemous acts as you can for extra points. So, for instance, you Ooh. could go and pee in the baptismal font or you could go oh. and graffiti a temple or you could go and have sex with your lover on a tree Actually, on the grounds of the temple or something I like that. am pretty sure... I must have peed in a temple baptismal font at some stage. Oh, really? Tell us a story. I can't remember any specifics, but I know what I'm like with water and long waits. Okay. (laughs) So I'm pretty sure it probably happened at some point. And sorry to whoever followed me or whoever it was doing the dunking. But yeah, I'd be pretty confident I probably peed in a temple baptismal font. I'm sure it was good value pee. Yeah, yeah. They got a golden shower without even realising it. They were more sexually adventurous and they mm. gave themselves credit for. And it was a sacred pee because it was in the Holy of Holies. It was a sacred golden shower. Oh, that should be the title. It was in the house of the Lord himself, in his bathtub. <laughs> in his bathtub. With, with his oxen. You know, he was present. God, angels, and these witnesses were there while I pissed in the baptismal font water. What witnesses are usually there when you're doing a baptism? There has to be two physical witnesses. Priesthood holders, of course. Men can't be women. Ah, oh, so that's... That's a witness, is it? Yeah, yeah. So they have two witnesses to the baptism that are meant to make sure that you do go all the way under the water and all the way back up. And that's whether they baptise you or baptise you for the dead. They've always got to have the two witnesses. But, of course, there's the spiritual witnesses, you know, the angels and everybody else who's there. Okay, so we'll do the three verses on and off again. I'm a fan, Paul. Take it away. Okay, I'll start. Okay. Whoa! Unto them (laughs) that decree unrighteous decrees and that right grievousness which they have prescribed. Oh, God. Okay, okay. who who are we talking about? Let's find out. (laughs) To turn away the needy from judgment, yeah, because the needy are the ones that need to be judged the most, and to take (laughs) away the right from the poor of my people that widows may be their prey and they may rob the fatherless. That sounds a lot like religion. It does, doesn't it? Well, we'll see, one of the things the missionaries are encouraged to do is to find people whose, as they call it, hearts have been softened and have been prepared. That's you know, so right. recently separated people, people who have recently lost a loved one, like people a widow. People with childhood trauma. People who are fatherless. Yes, so that's exactly the type of people Mormons like to go for. Ah, is that why every Mormon has childhood trauma? Yeah, probably. And what will ye do in the day of visitation mm-hmm. and in the desolation which shall come from far? To whom 
will ye flee for help? And where will ye leave your glory? I don't want to know where he's going to leave his glory. Oh, I mean the glory hole. It all depends <laughs> on uh, who's on the other side. But anyway, I'm guessing. I think Isaiah is leading to talking about Jesus right now. Let's see if I'm right. Okay. Takes away with verse 4. Without me, they shall bow down under the prisoners. They're going to bow down under the prisoners, Paul. All right. Okay. It sounds like they're using the prisoners with a lack of consent, I would suggest. Hmm, well, keep going. This gets even more bizarre. And they shall fall under the slain. Oh, what? How could you fall under somebody who's already dead? They're on the ground. You can't fall under them. You've got to, like, hit the ground, roll over, physically grab the dead person, and put them on top of you if you want to be underneath them. Let's see if this verse 4 brings us to any sort of... Conclusion? Crescendo. To an orgasm? Yes, there you go. All right. Let's see if this could be the sequel to the first three prequels. To the first three mini orgasms. There you go. For all this, his anger is not turned away. But his hand is stretched out still. Oh, Paul! He's got his hand stretched out. He's always got his fucking hand stretched out. I'm stretching my hand. Can you see? Stretching! Oh, my God. What is he doing with that hand? It's, it's just so handy, Paul. Uh, All right. Let's see if verse 5 tells us what he's oh, doing with the hand. He's going to talk about his rod now. Mm. Oh, Assyrian, the rod of mine anger and the staff in their hand. Is their indignation. <laughs> well, everybody has a nickname for it, don't they? You know. Mr. Indignation. Some call it Big Jim. Some call it Junior. Some call it Mr. Indignation. In fact, I'm going to call mine now Indignation, okay? So anytime I'm doing foreplay with a lovely lady, I can be like, prepare for my indignation. Oh, I can't wait to hear a story about that on this pod. Well, that's bound to work. We were getting busy and all of a sudden he said, I'm going to pull out my indignation. Indignation, and behold, there it was in full girth. Maybe I should get that tattooed on it. I think that'd be pretty painful. Do people get penis tattoos? Yeah, I'm sure they do. Not me, but I've heard of it happening. But yeah, I couldn't think of any worse place to get that done. No, 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 no. Don't do that. Anything on the genitals, be they male or female genitals, I can imagine that's nothing but pain. Yeah, don't do that, people out there. Don't do that. Where are we up to? It's me, isn't it? No, no, no. I've got one more to go. Oh, one more? Okay, sorry. I'm dawdling, Paul. I'm dawdling. I'm sorry. I was distracted thinking about my indignation. Yeah, so so was I. All right. Yeah, okay. I will send him against a hypocritical nation and against the people of my wrath. Will I give him a change to take the spoil and to take the prey and to tread them down like the mire of the streets? I don't know. Shall you? I don't care. I love this word, though, seriously. How be it? That's like an old-timey kind of word. Hmm. How be it? He meaneth not so. Neither doth... Hang on, that's like a double negative. What does that mean? (laughs) Neither doth his heart think so, but in his heart it is to destroy and cut off nations, not a few. Off nations, not a few. Hmm. (laughs) For he saith, are not my princes altogether kings? Well, no, because that's how it works. There's a king and there's princes. That's right. One prince can become a king. Mm. Well, two princes could too if they were of different nations. Yeah, yeah, good point, good point. But not all princes become kings and that's what he seems to be implying here. And if they're two princes, they don't always get the love of their life either, as we know from the Spin Doctors song. Yeah, I was going to say, what happens when one, two princes stand before you? you. That's That's what I said now. 
Isaiah <laughs> loves all his princes, <laughs> turns them into kings now. Baby. I always like that riff, actually. I should learn how to play that riff on guitar. Is not Kalno as Kakamish? Is not Hamas as Arpad? Is not Samaria as Damascus? What? Oh, he's really lost it now. <laughs> what the fuck? He's gone from princes and kings to like, let's just name cities. Okay. He's gone from princes and kings to Alzheimer's, I think. Again, it's like he just kind of picks random words and sticks them together. He's like, princes, kings. Okay, now I'm going to pick the names of four cities <laughs> and put them together. I sire. Go and have a lie down. Or just kill yourself. That'd be okay too. All right, back over to you with verse 10. What are we talking about? I don't know. Well, maybe verse 10 holds the answer. He's getting very personal about where he's putting his hand here in this one. Okay, here we go. As my hand hath founded the kingdoms of the idols and whose graven images did excel them of Jerusalem and of Samaria. That started sexier than it ended, Paul, and I got really disappointed. I know, but i got to say, I have another phrase to use during foreplay, you know, reaching down in front of my underpants right. and saying, my hand hath founded the kingdoms of the idols. <laughs> Come here, ladies. You should write a book of yeah, the world's world. worst foreplay lines, all of them from the Book of Mormon. <laughs> <laughs> I've noticed that people don't generally like it when you try to make them laugh during sex. It's just not a thing. Well, it depends. I think humour and having fun during sex is good. It just depends on what you're laughing so at. So yeah? I think that yeah. there should be laughter there, but apparently some people find it a turn-off. Mm. I find that really disappointing. Well, probably insecure people that are, why are they laughing? They must not like me. Well, I can understand being insecure. That's only natural. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, I, I like to make the sound of a whip when I take my pants off. And, um, <laughs> um, out it comes. And quite frankly, if they don't laugh at that, I'm concerned. Well, uh, yeah. I give away far too much information. <laughs> <laughs> Now it's your fucking turn. I've overshared way too much on this podcast. Yeah. And on Facebook. (laughs) See, I'm being nice and reserved and all good. See? I'm being really good, Paul. All right, all right. See how long that lasts. All right. All right, so are we... It's me again, isn't it? Uh, No. No, no, no. It's you. One more. You've got another verse. Okay, keep going. I keep Keep getting sidetracked. I'm sorry. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Verse 11. Shall I not, as I have done unto Samaria and her idols so do too jerusalem and to her idols that sentence sounds weird so you're basically saying i picked up a bunch of chicks in samaria and i'm gonna go do it in jerusalem too in exactly the same way yes yes oh dear they're not being very creative paul i mean i know that's pretty difficult but people should try verse 12 wherefore it shall come to pass <laughs> that when the Lord hath performed his whole work upon Mount Zion <laughs> and upon Jerusalem. Okay, so he's performing things on things. Everybody has their special words for things and their kinks, so I'm not going to call that out, but that definitely sounds dirty. <laughs> does, doesn't it? So Mount Zion is like the glitterous perhaps and the Jerusalem is the vagina and, and he will punish the fruit of the stout. <laughs> <laughs> no, he performed his work upon Mount Zion. Mount Zion's the pelvic mound. It could be male or female. Oh, there you go. There yeah. you go. Yeah, yeah. all right, okay. 
Hmm. Uh, I mean, everybody has nicknames for themselves and their partners, I guess, at this time. <laughs> I guess you could call it Zion. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The only names that they had to go by were surrounding geological phenomenon that they had to name their partner's body parts after. So that's okay, Isaiah. You can call it that. That's right. Just, just make sure you stay in Jerusalem and don't spend too much time in Assyria. That's all I'm saying. I will punish the fruit of the stout heart of the king of Assyria. Uh, they're drinking stout again, Paul. Yeah, yeah. And the fruit of Assyria. Syria. And the glory of his high looks. Oh, he's a good-looking guy. Oh, then why punish him? His high looks. Maybe Isaiah's jealous. Maybe Isaiah wasn't good-looking and he doesn't like this king of Assyria because he's hot. Well, it is difficult not to be jealous in life sometimes, isn't it, Paul? Yeah, yeah, especially when there's a hot king that you have to compete against. When was the last time you competed with a hot king, though? Well, I don't know. Thirteen. For he saith, by the strength of my hand and by my wisdom, I have done these things. But I am prudent. Prudent, you say. Okay. I could have been called prudent. No, but you went for patience. And I have moved <laughs> the borders of the people and I have robbed their treasures. Oh. And I have put down the inhabitants like a valiant man. Paul, are you a valiant man? I don't know. I don't put people down, which that first implies. <laughs> I'm more of a try to raise people up and encourage them to be their best rather than put them down. Are you the valiant man they're putting down, though? Maybe. I hope not. That sounds bad. We don't want to put you down. Yeah, but the valiant man has a different meaning now. Like, years ago, it was people had the valiant car. Right. Being a valiant man was a cool thing. Mm-hmm. But according to Isaiah, he wasn't a valiant fan. Maybe he preferred Leyland, so I don't know. I don't really know what he's saying, and I don't know what you're talking about with Yeah, the yeah, leave it in, because if there's any car fans listening, they're going to message to be like, I totally got that joke. Leave it in, huh? <laughs> <laughs> well, you have the editorial power. You want me to leave it in, do you, Paul? Yeah, yeah, leave it in. Leave my valiant in there, okay? Oh, you want me to leave your valiant in there? Yeah, How yeah. long should I leave your valiant in there? I don't know. It sounds like soaking, though. Have we discussed soaking? We have discussed soaking. Yeah, okay. So, yeah, 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 yeah. So you want me to just leave my valiant man in there to soak for a while? Just soak the valiant a good amount of time. There you go, there you go. Give it an oil change. If I soak the valiant, will you shake the bed for me so it still doesn't count? <laughs> While the valiant's rocking, don't come and knock and by my hand hath found as a nest <laughs> the riches of people, and as one gathereth eggs that are... Oh, my God! Have I gathered on earth... How is this not sexual? A nest? Eggs? His hand found a nest of riches. That sounds like when you're making out and you slip your hand down your partner's knickers for the first time, and, ooh, you found a nest of riches down there, and then you gather the eggs that are left... <laughs> <laughs> Whatever your kink is, okay. Don't pull on them too hard. <laughs> he might break. <laughs> and there was none that moved the wing or opened the mouth or peeped. Oh, or peeped. So he's got his hand in the knickers, but he hasn't actually, like, opened what he is feeling underneath the knickers. He hasn't peeped. He hasn't even looked. It actually says, or opened the mouth. Oh, my God. He's doing this completely by feel. He's such an emotive man, Isaiah. Shall the axe boast itself against him, but heweth therewith. Shall the saw magnify its... Guess he's on the tools now. Oh, he is a tool, Paul. (laughs) (laughs) He's gone from geology and geography. Then he's moved on to robbers and treasures. He's moved on to monarchy. He's moved on to riches and eggs. 
and now he's on the hand tool. So we've gone from the axe to the saw that magnifies itself against him that shaketh it. I think he might be in a hardware store. Yeah. In fact, maybe he's in a hardware store called Total Tools. We actually have one of those. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> have you seen those? They're called Total, Total Tools. Tools. I know. And whoever made that store didn't think things through. I took a photo of it the other day because I just thought, oh, i got to do something with that. <laughs> it's like in Toowoomba where I come from, there's BBC Builders. Right. And I wonder, like, if you Google BBC Builders, I bet the last thing you get is the construction company. <laughs> <laughs> What's that sound for? Big Black Cock? Yes. Right. Let's do that now. Let's have a look. <laughs> BBC Builders. Oh, my God, look away! I am now going to be receiving a shit ton of those emails about blue pills to help my performance. Did you just send yourself a dick pic via Google search? No, but you know how Google works? You put in something yeah, and I next know. thing you know, your inbox I is know. full of them. Oh. Facebook is going to be telling me that I need erectile dysfunction medication now. That's right. yeah. And it's not big black cock, it's big blue cock. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. Shout the saw magnify itself against him that shaketh it. As if the rub should shake it. <laughs> 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 we're shaking an axe, then we're shaking a saw, then we're shaking a rod, and they're all getting bigger. <laughs> the rod's going to shake itself against them that lift it up. <laughs> How does a rod shake itself? It needs human intervention. It doesn't shake by itself. That's a very strong rod, Paul. They better be careful they don't snap it off. I correct myself. A rod does not necessarily need human convention, but some sort of nature intervention, you know, like wind or an earthquake. Or something arousing. It will not shake by itself. It needs some sort of exterior force to make it move. <laughs> something to make it quiver. Isaac Newton's laws of motion, people. <laughs> Isaiah was not down with Isaac Newton, clearly. Do you see how the sentence ends? Okay, okay, let's have a look. They lift it up. Always the staff should lift up itself as if there were no wood. <laughs> <laughs> Traditionally, especially in this time, were made of wood. If there is no wood, it is not a staff. And how can it lift itself up if there's no wood because it doesn't exist to lift itself up? He's just trying to maintain wood, Paul. Uh, He's a pornographer. He's all about maintaining wood, this guy. Wood did he come? Okay, back over you, sister. Take it away. All right. Therefore, shall the Lord, the Lord of hosts, send among his fat ones. Yay! <laughs> My turn to shine. My turn to shine. Finally, the Lord has a calling for no, me. No, he's going to send amongst the fat ones leanness. He's going to make your skinny oh, ball. Uh, uh, I can do that myself, God. I don't need Yay! your help. The world's going to be skinny, Paul. Everyone's uh, going to be hot. That's going to be grey. I walk down the street, everyone's good looking. There you go. Yeah. And under his glory, he shall kindle a burning, like the burning of a fire. How else would it be burning? <laughs> what else burns? <laughs> Things only burn if there is a source of heat, such as a fire. I mean, you wouldn't say burning like the burning of a heart. No. No one ever says that. No. What sort of burning is there? Like acid burn? Oh, yeah, you raise a point. Sorry, I correct myself. There are things that can burn you that don't have a, an ignition source. Acid <sighs> being one of them. 
suppose. Okay, burning like an acid on the rod. Ooh. Let's just reword this for us, eyes. It makes more sense. And I definitely don't want acid on my rod. Oh, okay. Well, hmm. I guess a lot of men probably wouldn't like that. I'll have to make sure I don't ever try that with them. Definitely not something for foreplay. I'll get their consent first, Paul. Okay, yeah, well, that's fine. As yep. long as it's consensual, you do yep. you. Okay, verse 17. And the light of Israel shall be for a fire and his holy one for a flame. Yeah, we get it. You use this for that and that for this and it's all the same thing. And shall burn and shall devour his thorns and his briars in one day. It's like every verse is like a self-contained verse. <laughs> every verse is a universe. It's like one of those TV shows where every episode is like self-contained, you know, and doesn't follow on to the next episode. That's right. And every chapter is a multiverse because there's multiple verses. Uh, where are we up to? 18. And shall consume the glory of his forest. I guess who's trimming? Okay. Don't get anything in your teeth. Yeah. And of his fruitful field, both soul and body, and they shall be as when a standard bearer fainteth. Guess again, he's burning like fire, flaming the thorns, and then all of a sudden... Oh, he's flaming, all right. His glory is a forest, his fruitful field, both soul and body. Yeah, that verse is stupid. Burn it all down and then it grows and bears fruit afterwards? Uh, is that the metaphor here? I don't know. I'd like to burn Isaiah down. Well, let's see what verse 19 will reveal. Take it away, Paul. And the rest of the trees of his forest shall be few that a child may write them. What does that even mean? That doesn't mean anything, Paul. A little kid's going to a forest with their crayons and a piece of paper and being like, I see three trees. A child may write them, but you don't write trees. What does that mean? You draw trees. And it shall come to pass in that day. What day? Are you burning? Are you planting your children drawing? I don't <laughs> yeah. even know what fucking day we're on. <laughs> that the remnant of Israel and such as are escaped of the house of Jacob shall no more again stay upon him that smote them, but shall stay upon the Lord, the Holy One. Of Israel, in truth. Uh, Isaiah needed a diary to keep himself in time sync. It's like he wrote a verse and then did a mushroom and then wrote the next <laughs> verse and then did another mushroom. But he's like, oh, I'm just writing whatever the fuck comes to my head. <laughs> uh, the remnant shall return. Yay! Even the remnant of Jacob unto the mighty God. <sighs> yeah, that's who we're talking about, apparently. I don't think we're going to get through to chapter 21, hey? No, we're just, yeah. This sucks uh, so hard. This is way too much for a sober person to have to deal with. All right, is it my turn? Yeah, your turn, 22. For though thy people Israel be as the sand of the sea, yet a remnant of them shall return. The consumption decreed shall overflow with righteousness. Well, that was pretty boring. Verse 23, for the Lord God of hosts shall make a consumption. Oh, he's doing that consumption again. Even determined in all the land. <laughs> what does that even mean? Are you eating ground? Are you eating everyone out? Maybe they're dying of consumption. Even your dog looks confused. He does. Hey, Jedi. Well, he's wagging his tail when I looked at him. Hey, buddy. Oh, he's so cute. Probably can't see it. He's wagging his tail like crazy oh, right there. Oh, he knows he's being <laughs> talked about. This is how good Isaiah is. We're getting sidetracked by the pretty dog. Do you want to read Isaiah Jedi? Do you want to see if it makes sense to you? <laughs> <laughs> oh, 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 oh. 
Shabu, let's have a study. The remnants of return. Even the remnant of Jacob. Sorry, this sounds too much like Yoda. For thy people, mm? Israel shall be as the sands of the sea. Mm? Mm? Yet a remnant. Of them shall return. Actually, <laughs> Yoda reading this would make a lot of sense. Because it almost sounds like it's reversed, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, it does, it does. Therefore, thus saith the Lord God of hosts, colon, <laughs> oh, my people. Now, they say he's the God of hosts. He only ever hosted one half-decent party, and that was when he turned the water into wine. Right. And it wasn't his party, so he's not really a good host. He's only a good host when he takes the limelight from another host. Yeah, you don't hear stories about Jesus hosting parties and being like, you know, the host with the most. This just goes to say that Jesus is gay because how many airline hosts do you know that aren't? Good point. Yeah. Airline hosts are either hot blondes or gay guys. There's no in between. And he must be very good looking. He must look after himself. Very pristine. Oh, no, no, he did. He, he did CrossFit. Yeah, it's how... <laughs> I acknowledge your pun. <laughs> well, all of the depictions of Jesus show him as being really buffed. You know, there's no fat Jesus. I know, right? Doesn't matter what the Christian denomination is, none of them have fat Jesus. It's all buffed, sexy Jesus, <laughs> even though he was apparently a virgin who lived with his mother. It's like he's having an <laughs> orgasm with every nail they pop into him. Yeah, he's like, harder, harder. Oh, yeah, drill that hole. Oh, oh yeah. You're nailing me right. <laughs> Sorry, Jesus, we'll have you on the show again sometime. I know you're still going through some stuff. Ah, oh, fuck you, Jesus. Uh, oh, my people that dwellest in Zion, be not afraid of the Assyrian. He shall smite thee with a rod in a sexual way. But hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on. <laughs> Early on we learnt that the rods don't have wood. Ah. Oh. So what's he smiting them with? Maybe it's a metal ruler. Ah. <laughs> well, the rods shake themselves and lift up themselves, apparently. They don't need a man to hit people with it. The Assyrians have been very naughty, Paul, and they need the rod applied to the buttocks. That just sounds xenophobic. <laughs> Jerusalem's like, we don't want Assyrians on our land. We will beat them off with a rod. Oh, just beat off their rod. Yeah. We don't want these immigrants coming here and taking our messiahs. Or our semen. Huh. Huh. Where are we up to? I was trapped. He shall smite thee with a rod. And oh, shall, yeah, smiting with a rod. Okay. And shall lift up his staff against thee. After the manner of Egypt, I'm picturing some stuff from Gillian Keenan's book here. There is definitely some strict punishment going on here in the hottest kind of way. Yeah, a little bit of BDSM, a little bit of bondage, a little bit of bruising, you know. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. All right, so it's your go, verse 25. For yes, mm -hmm. a very little while, and the indignation shall cease, and mine anger in their destruction. Oh, his indignation's going to cease. Does that mean he's going to pull it off? He's Getting gender reassignment surgery, Paul! He's turning his indignation from an outie to an innie. Yeah, something like that. Mm. And the Lord of hosts shall stir up a scourge. A scourge. A scourge. <sighs> for him according to the slaughter of Midian at the rock of Oreb. Paul, you're yawning. Everyone take a drink at home. And as his rod was upon the sea, <laughs> so shall he lift it up 
after the manner of Egypt. Oh, it's always after the manner of Egypt. What did they do in Egypt that was so good? What the fuck is the Midian at the Rock of Oreb? Was that the one where they tapped the rock and water came gushing? <laughs> or is it like that stone and island that everybody kisses? Like it might be. But I think there's more water in this one, according to the story. 27. <laughs> and it shall come to pass... We haven't done a ding for a while. In that day, that his burden <sighs> shall be taken away from off thy shoulder. Off his shoulder? And his yoke from off thy neck. Oh. And the yoke shall be destroyed because of the anointing. The anointing? That definitely sounds like a kink-shaming verse, okay? Some people like to have the yoke. That's their kink. They like mm. to be ridden like a horse or whatever. <laughs> Um, and that is just kink shaming and that is not cool, okay? Actually, you know, there is a group of people who are sexually aroused by their partner acting like a horse. Have you seen this? I think I've heard about it, but I didn't know whether they were serious or not. I'll show you a link sometime. I saw a video on it. It's seriously, one partner gets dressed up as a jockey, the other partner gets dressed as a horse. You know, we're talking bridal, chomp, all of that, and they ride each other around like horses and act like horses. Apparently, Catherine the Great, she was a czar in Russia. The story is that she was penetrated by a horse in some sex act that she arranged. I don't know whether that's true or not. I kind of find it hard to believe. A horse, a horse, my kingdom for a horse kind of takes on a whole new meaning. <laughs> like this wasn't that long ago. Maybe 1700s, yeah. No, okay, okay. Well, well, well that's what it sounded like here though. He's kink-shaming BDSM people and that's not fair, you know. Whatever works for you people. But not a horse because they can't consent. Yeah, exactly. Okay, so <laughs> people pretending to be horses, cool. Actual horses, not cool, just so we're clear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. okay. We don't, <laughs> we don't want the animal cruelty people on our, on our case about promoting bestiality on the show or anything like that, okay? So let's just make it abundantly clear. Do not fuck your horse, okay? Don't fuck animals, okay? Yeah, yeah. Not cool. <laughs> uh, where are we? He is come, <laughs> I'm sure he is, to IS. I-F-A-I-A-T-H. He is passed to Migron at Micmash. Paddywhack, give a dog a bone. <laughs> <laughs> this is sounding like a really badly written sci-fi movie at the moment where every alien planet had like this ridiculous sounding name. That's what this <laughs> sounds like. Buck Rogers through to IAS <laughs> on his way to Migron. <laughs> and then they stopped and saw the people of the Nibble Pibblies from the planet Micmash. <laughs> They are gone over the passage. <laughs> they have taken up their lodging. Achiba, Ramath is afraid. Gibeath of Saul is fled. Who and what and where the fuck are you talking about? <laughs> Who's this Ramath that's so afraid and this Gibeah that just fled? What are people names? What are place names? Why are the places doing verbs? <laughs> I just, I don't know. <laughs> it's like this is Jeopardy. What is going on? <laughs> Uh, uh, Buddhist home, sister patience, it's over to you. All right. 30. Lift up the voice, O daughter of Gallum. Is this another person? I think it no, is. no, Gallum was Gollum's brother. Ah. <laughs> Cause it to be heard unto Lysh, O poor Anathoth. <laughs> 
<laughs> At this stage, I'm calling it Isaiah is just pulling the piss. Isaiah is just fucking with us right now. He's like, I'm just going to throw these words in. <laughs> Isaiah in space. <laughs> Beat me up, Isaiah. Although if we're not careful, one day Elon Musk is going to be naming his children after these cities. I'm surprised more Mormons in Salt Lake City aren't using these names, quite frankly. They love to name kids after Bible names. Yeah. Incidentally, <laughs> I knew a couple of kids growing up who were named after Bible characters. I knew one called Nephi and one called Helaman. Helaman? Yeah. Helaman comes in later. You haven't met uh, Helaman In the yet. Book of Mormon? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wow. And both of those guys have since left the church. <laughs> How awkward would it be to not be a Mormon anymore but to have the name Nephi? Oh, <laughs> the teasing. Yeah, when people are like, oh, Nephi, that's an unusual name. Where did that come from? Is that like Nympho? Well, my parents were Mormon. I was a Mormon. But now I'm not a Mormon, but it's a Mormon name, but I can't legally change my name. I'd be shortening it to like Ned or something. <laughs> Anyway, hi, Nephi and Heelman. I hope you're listening. And you have shitty names. <laughs> heal a man. Oh. Heal a man. He heal wants man. to heal a man. Yeah, there Well, you that's go. a good there thing, go. isn't it? Okay, this next verse actually, start on 31. All right. Mad Mena is removed. That must have been like the precursor to the TV show Mad Men. Mad Mena. This is like the Hebrew version. Yes, yes, the Hebrew version of Mad Men. <laughs> Mad Mena. And it's been cancelled. It's been removed. <laughs> oh, Fuck, I was just getting uh, into that. I never started. <laughs> <laughs> the inhabitants of Jebim gather themselves to flee. So they don't just flee, they gather themselves first and then go, you know what, instead of gathering, we should actually get the fuck out of here. <laughs> Um, uh, speaking of funny place names, um, <laughs> I just read the first line of the next verse and join with me as you read it. <laughs> as yet shall he remain at Nob. <laughs> <laughs> that day. Oh, it gets better. He shall shake his hand against the mount of the daughter of Zion, the hill of Jerusalem. So the knob is the hill of Jerusalem and he's shaking his hand against the daughter of Zion's mounts. Something like that. Yes, okay. that's what's going on. Don't shake your hands at women's mounts. Touch them if you have permission to. If you're going to grab them by the pussy, just make sure you get consent first. And make sure that you call it the mount of Zion. Pay it respect. Next time you're engaged in sexual relations, grab it and say, I am grabbing your Mount of Zion. I guarantee you it'll make the ladies just go crazy. Everyone has a pelvic mound. It doesn't matter what gender you are. So it works both ways, Paul. Mm, grab that Mount of Zion and just <laughs> yank it for all it's worth. <laughs> Yes. All right. I think it must be your turn. Behold the Lord, the Lord of hosts, or not just any old Lord, the Lord of hosts, shall lop oh the bow with terror. <laughs> that is terrifying. He's going to lop the bow off. And the high ones of stature shall be hewn down, and the haughty shall be humbled. Oh, he's doing that haughty thing again. And he shall cut down the thickets of the forest with iron, and Lebanon shall fall by... Okay, what the fuck does Lebanon have to do with anything? And why after throwing in all these random fake names, is he suddenly like, oh, Lebanon's a real country. Let's use Lebanon. It's like they finished on one word that actually made sense. As if to justify all the rest. He shall cut down the thickets of the forest with iron. Okay, iron 
on its own will not cut anything, okay? True, you've got to sharpen it. The iron needs to be forged into some sort of cutting implement. Very true, Paul. So you don't really want to say iron, you want to say sword or knife or scythe or something like that. But iron mm. on its own, no, that's not going to cut shit. It's just not going to cut it, Paul. It's just not good enough. I feel like we've had a scientific discovery this evening, sis patients. I feel like we've discussed geography, we've discussed history, archaeology. Sacred burial mounds. Metallurgy. You know, we've covered it all this evening. Horticulture, there's words of forests, okay? Right, yeah. So this chapter both had nothing and everything, all in one. It's like somebody crushed those eggs that they talked about earlier and made an omelette. Isaiah chapter 10, Isaiah's omelette. And you can get it at Isaiah's cafe. (laughs) (laughs) Right next to the Mound of Zion on Nob and Zachariah Street. Where nobody knows your name. (laughs) In the town of Ananoth. And go and find it. Should call this episode (laughs) Isaiah's Cafe Part 2. There you go, there you go. All right, well, as always, Sister Patience, I'm so glad I've come on this journey with you. My mind is so much clearer. Oh, I feel so much happier now. I I feel closer to God. I feel closer to something. Yeah, and it's times like this where I realised why I started drinking to begin with. Only while we record, Paul. Now you've got to go sober for the rest of the week, okay? Yeah, but, you know, people ask me, Paul, why do you drink? I'm like, have you read Mormon history or doctrine? (laughs) That is why I drink. Specifically, Isaiah. <laughs> At least Joseph Smith on his own is kind of amusing sometimes because he's so dumb. But this is just next level. <laughs> yeah. And yet so many scholars dedicate themselves to studying Isaiah and understanding it. It's fucking gibberish. Oh, it makes no fucking sense. Go and get a life. Study something real. I know. Yeah. I can't think of any bigger wasted life than majoring in Isaiah. I remember sitting through many, many sermons in the like the first 18, 20 years of my life. Was there a sermon on Jerusalem's Mount? <laughs> I'm sure there was. Ooh. Probably the uh, the innuendo would have been lost on me. Okay. But I remember so many sermons where they would try and grab various passages from any of the prophetic books like Isaiah and then try and turn them into numbers that you could count from a certain time and work out when, like, Jesus was going to come back and stuff. Oh, a lot of people do that. A lot. Yeah. Uh, there's been a lot of those. Everyone has failed, but the next yep. one. The next one I for know. sure will be the one. <laughs> I know. It's just so retarded. Yeah, yeah. I remember one visiting preacher at Christian Outreach Centre on the Sunshine Coast, and I must have been like maybe eight or something. This guy was just all end times and it was just scaring the shit out of us, hey. And he was saying that it was going to get so bad that God is going to give us an alternate power source that's basically just some technology to tap into God himself as a power source. He was such a to this guy. He was saying that he had this technology already. Hmm. Can you believe that? They said that in a church. Like, I mean, I know it was at a Pentecostal church and they say a lot of weird shit, but that is just next level weird. Mm. If it's free electricity, I'm happy to tap into God. <laughs> when I got home today, I checked my mailbox, and despite having a massive no junk mail sign on the front, yeah. there was two Christian pamphlets oh, in there. Which denominations? I'm not sure. One of them just had this big list of everybody that's going to hell soon. So I was like, okay, I'm on there several times. That's cool. Oh. The other one was about how COVID is going to bring about the end of society. Oh. Atheism is rising. Mm. Cashless society is going to bring about you know the end of day. Oh, do you promise? Yeah. Do you promise a cashless society? That'd be so convenient, Paul. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, money's the root of all evil, so if we're cashless... Mobile evil. We 
we can be cyber evil. I've got a big metal gate at the front of my house. No Christians can come and knock on my door or anything like that. If I put a sign on my mailbox saying no junk mail, especially religious material, my only fear is I'll come home from work one day and there'll be some Christian there waiting in my driveway. <laughs> Why don't you want religious material? Let, let me talk to you. Let me save you. You just need it shared with you in the right way, Paul, so that mm. the Holy Spirit's like softened up your heart first. Electric gate. <laughs> Be just like the garbage compactor on uh, <laughs> Star Wars. Well, on that note, we've done well this evening. Once again, I'm always proud of our efforts at making this absolutely ridiculous and boring horseshit somewhat entertaining. I think we did okay tonight. We're on form, I think. A friend of mine has agreed to be on the pod soon who has a very interesting religious story. Ooh. Not Mormon, but I think you'll all appreciate it. We do have some good guests lined up. We're going to have some laughs. And I never thought I would say this, but I'm actually looking forward to getting back to the Book of Mormon narrative. Oh, me too. (laughs) I can't wait to get out of Isaiah. Yes, I'm looking forward to seeing what happens with Nephi and all of his crew. Who are you texting right now, Paul? So, yes, we do need some guests to help give us some funny stories to help us get through this. Are you texting a lover? No. Are you texting someone you hope is a potential lover? No, I'm just trying to get yeah 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 aren't you? i'm just trying to get boob pics so you hope no nah. yeah you do you're totally texting someone you're interested in aren't you paul come on paul anyways on that note sister we should wrap this up for another week yes wrap it up before you slap it up paul yeah 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 so thank you always everyone for listening thank you to our patreon spread the good word proselyte and tell everyone about the book of boredom for us as always just patience is a pleasure oh it's love your work oh i love your work paul there we go i'm a fan all right and until next week everybody keep it spiritual and in the name of our Lord and Saviour and Redeemer, the Holy One of Israel, our Saviour, the Son of God, Jesus Christ himself, <laughs> the man. Amen! Amen!